With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, in three, two, one. Welcome to Word to the Wise. It's our podcast to give you some wise tips on maybe saving money every single time you shop wise markets or wise ways to help feed the family and maybe some wise ways to have some fun this fall. We are in the fall season, so why not talk about all things fall. Uh, Alyssa and Hannah back with us. Ladies, there is something so special about that fall season and seeing the leaves change. It's it's like a warm cup of apple cider or pumpkin spice, right? Uh, just those, those fall feelings. What, what do you think about first thing, Alyssa? You think about fall, you think about what? Oh, I think about the pumpkin spice and the apple cider. There's always been a debate on that, which coffee company is going to launch their pumpkin drink sooner. Do you prefer apple cider better? I think those two are the first thing people think of when they think fall. And even with our drinks that we're talking about, just even pumpkin picking and apple picking, those fall festivities that come up as the weather gets colder. Oh, yeah. Hannah, what do you think about? Yeah, I am I would honestly agree with Alyssa, uh, especially you know the interesting point about when does pumpkin spice season officially start? I thought that was so crazy this year because I I knew that Starbucks always started before Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. but then which I think they released their pumpkin stuff on August twenty fourth. But yep. then I was shocked when Dunkin' released theirs. I think August eighteenth, yep. and I was just like, okay, it's it's kind of like you know when when people start promoting Christmas. I was like, oh no, but. But then again, like I, I get excited because I, I enjoy some of the pumpkin spice stuff. Well, I mean, I don't know if you realize this, and we're going to talk about pumpkin spice and apple cider because these are the two really iconic drinks for the fall season. But Oktoberfest beers, July. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. They really start getting you into this Oktoberfest season. You'll see them late July is typically when it comes out. And I think back to you mentioned about Christmas. There's always this mentality for a lot of people to push forward to the next season. So just like you saw one of the coffee companies jump in front of the other to be the first one, you'll see it earlier and earlier. And there is that big conversation about should pumpkin spice be an all-year-round thing. Could you guys either you guys imagine you know getting into March and doing pumpkin spice? Does that seem right or weird for you guys? No, I don't think so. What do you think? Yeah, that, I think that's a little odd, too. I know it's a great seller, though, so I wonder if we they sold it all year. They probably wouldn't have the same sales that they do if it yeah. was seasonal. It all, bottom line is always the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the, the way they make the decision. But the real debate, back to kind of where we are at this jump, is going to be pumpkin spice versus apple cider. Which side do you ladies fall on? Um, I'm kind of a little bit of both. Um. Pumpkin spice is kind of iffy for me. You know, sometimes it'll be more of the spice and no pumpkin, and sometimes it'll just taste like actual pumpkin, (laughs) I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's a hit or miss for me, but I also do love apple cider, and I prefer, you know, I I prefer it cold and, you know, no spices at all, just like raw apple juice, (laughs) which... You know, keeping it classic because I know you prefer it a little bit differently I do, than I me. Do. Yeah, I like I I 
think of this you get a crock pot and this is the way for whatever reason my mind goes you get a crock pot and you you put in some the, the apple cider and some allspice and just let it just kind of i say marinate but let it just be in the crock pot the whole house smells like it like to me the smells of it get to me pumpkin spice uh the flavor looks is cool for me but i don't get that scent as strong as i do for the uh the apple Alyssa, how do you fall on that yeah, I agree. So I prefer apple cider over yeah. pumpkin spice as well. I drink it cold, like Hannah mentioned, but I do love the smell of apple cider. So while I only drink apple cider in the fall time, I love to buy things that smell like apple cider. So candles. So my house will smell like that year round, <laughs> which I mean, makes sense and doesn't make sense. So I do like the smell of it too. So I'll have to try making some hot um, to get it like that. It's so <laughs> easy to, and the, the allspice, I mean, they, they can come time in little pellets or sometimes they're like cinnamon sticks basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's something about that smell, and I think when you look at all four seasons, there's always iconic smells. Like maybe you think of the beach in the summer, maybe it's flowers in the spring. Christmas time feels a little more evergreen, some of that tree stuff. But I I really think when it comes to food and flavor, fall wins because that apple smell. It's it's usually that it's the even the Thanksgiving smell that cooking. Mm-hmm. I think smell comes in the most in fall and I, I don't know if there's any logic to that or not but it seems like it's a little more connected I think it's more of like a comforting feeling yeah you know I you know that's like when the weather starts to get cold and you know with the the trifecta of you know of our holidays with Halloween Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up soon that's that's like the three you know top holidays where you're with your family and friends a lot yeah I agree with that like even walking into the store and seeing apple cider on the shelf for the first time it just makes you happy inside it does going outside and the weather's a little bit cooler but not cold yet right. <laughs> <laughs> just makes you feel better and seeing the leaves change that pretty sight just I, the whole thing of it I love that you mentioned the leaves changing too because I think that as I picture the display you know going to wise markets and seeing how we have you know, either our apple or our pumpkin, you know, the the changing leaf color is is usually part of the decoration. You know what I mean? So it's it's so identifiable as we get into the fall season. Another big part of fall that I think we identify with for, for us, especially uh, if you're around where, you know, the Wise Markets uh, home base is in, in Sunbury and you start – growing through central Pennsylvania. But I think this is also a very regional thing, too, where a lot of the wise locations are fair season. Like, we are in the heart of our fair season, too. And I love going to the fair. Yes. I enjoy going to the fair, too. But I never realized that fair season always started in, you know, the middle of the summer. I always thought it was just a fall thing. Um, But I I think it's just because I always grew up going to the Bloomsburg Fair. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I I went to a school near, you know, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, and I live 20 minutes away from the area, too. So I was blessed enough to, you know, once the Bloomsburg Fair came around, I would get a day or two off from school because, you know, there would be just so much traffic. Well, that's a big part. And and I think for some people who may not have the proximity to the fairs, Bloomsburg Fair specifically. Alyssa, you may not even know this either, but um, the city of Bloomsburg, their school there, Central Columbia, which is outside of it, and Southern Columbia, kind of where Hannah's talking about, they give kids days off to go to the fair. Sometimes it's because the families had always worked at it. Mm-hmm. Agriculture, we, we've always mentioned, and please listen to our previous episodes of Word of the Wise to see how Wise Markets really focuses on local agriculture. But that's been a big tie-in for it, too, uh, for Southern, Central, and Bloomsburg. The families that are working at the fair, that have their stands, their food stands, um, 
their kids that week are working at the fair. So that's one of the reasons why the school districts would take a day off or two to close. It's really a central part of the community that the kids get involved in. Mm -hmm. I agree. I love that aspect too. All of the local fairs um, near me as well, they want the community involvement. So the kids will enter like a flower creation they made or a scrapbook, or if they have animals, they enter their animals in for showing. So it's very nice that the schools are able to give off or allow students to be able to be active in their community. Yeah, be there and be part of it because it's where they want to be anyway, too. And again, you know, it's your family business. And and I mentioned about the family business food because I mm -hmm. think that's really where we get to. There's always the carnival games and oftentimes the grandstand, the wise grandstand. You know, you'll see at the Bloomsburg Fair. But but food is always key. It's always make these local food um connections end up at the bloomsburg fair what's the what's the fair food you like the most because i think that's the part we always talk about whether it's deep fried or otherwise what's the fair food you like the most so i i normally kind of have a list of specific stands that i go to every single year so i'll always get there, there's an apple cider stand at the bloomsburg fair that i really love so i always get a little mini jug of that yep. and I, I i always carry it around around the fairgrounds <laughs> Um, there's, um, apple dumplings and, uh, sticky buns that are always homemade. And whenever you pick it up and after you pay for it, it's always still warm. Oh, yeah. Um, I always get this thing called cactus taters. So it's Wait, cactus tater. Yeah. So I know some fairs call them like butterfly chips, but you take a potato <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's so interesting. You put it on like a weird spiral thing and it thinly slices it, and it's like these weird, thin, spiral potato chips that, you know, they deep fry it, and they give it to you in, a in like, a clear garbage bag. <laughs> but it's so good. It's like homemade potato chips. Wow. All right. I don't know if I've ruined cactus taters. <laughs> Alyssa, what, what do you got? I mean, I you have a lot of yes. smaller fairs around where you live, too. Right. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. For everyone, you walk into a fair and you smell the food. So your first thought is, what are we going to get to eat? So my favorite fair food is a funnel cake. I love all the baked goods at the fairs, the apple crisps, apple dumplings, the funnel cakes, like I mentioned before. That's really my go-to is all the sweets, like the cotton candy, sticky buns, like Hannah mentioned. I love those too. But also, we like to go for dinner as well. So we'll hit up the pizza stand or get a cheese steak, um, all the other options that are available. I think all these hit a little better when it's a little cooler outside, too. Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking about, like, Friday night walking around the fair, even with a slice of pizza. You know, there, you, you kind of see the steam rising off of it, too. Like, I, I think it's back to that fall part. I think the temperature plays such a role in it because – I think you value the heat that's coming off of whether it's the hot apple cider if you're doing that or the apple dumpling because, man, what a great picture you painted too because you <laughs> open it up, it's still warm. Oh, Lord. But I think temperature really is is key to being out there. We like it being just a little crisp or a slightly brisk when we're out there too because it makes the food taste that much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I always grew up going to the Bloomsburg Fair where it was always, you know, cold and rainy. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I grew up with that and I just assumed, oh, that's that's perfect fair <laughs> weather. <laughs> but, you know, the past few years that I went with my friends, you know, it was sunny and hot. And a part of me was like, well, I am enjoying the fair, but it just doesn't feel right, right. If, if that makes sense. It does. And we've always said with fair weather in general, you can get everything. You can get that 90 degree day and then there could be snow on the ground by the end of the week. As we, It's October, it's early October, but you could get something so extreme you never thought. Um, fair mm -hmm. food also is where people experiment. 
And it's usually like, hey, look what I deep fried this year. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. What's the weirdest fair food either of you have had so far? Um, I mean, I don't like I mean, like you brought up something about how people love anything that's deep fried mm -hmm. i think i mean i i think the weirdest thing i've ever tried was you know like your typical deep fried snickers or deep fried milky way yep. and you know it's it's just too much but <laughs> there's there's normally a stand at the bloomsburg fair where they like deep fry anything that you can think of you know pies mm -hmm. burgers you know if if you can put it on a stick and cover it in batter, they can deep fry it. <laughs> but one year they did um, buffalo. It was deep fried buffalo chicken dip. So you know they 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 make the actual dip. Yeah. They they kind of let it cool so you can roll it in balls. They put it in batter and deep fried it, and they served it with a packet of ranch, and it was actually really good. Yeah, it sounds weird, but it, then again, I'm like, oh, okay, it would be pretty good overall, uh, and. and and you're right. You can deep fry anything, so they're going to experiment. I love how you said your your typical deep fried Snickers. I mean, like 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 other places, other people when they don't know the fairs, they don't they they think well, that sounds weird. And here we are familiar with fairs, like ah, you know, we deep fry candy bars. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you, Alyssa? What's the an odd fair food? One thing that I've seen at the Bloomsburg Fair um, that Hannah didn't bring up is those huge gummy bears that they deep fry. So it'll be like these. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how many pounds they are, like maybe three pound gummy bears, like oh no joke, Lord. at the I, deep fry. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that, yes. actually. Um, so those are definitely something that's odd, but even something popular, a lot of people like deep fried Oreos, which I'm not a big fan of. I think yeah. then they're not crispy on the inside, they're like gooey, and mm -hmm. I like when Oreos are crispy. So, I mean, I liked it, but it, it was definitely weird for me. I have not tried deep fried buffalo chicken dip, but as I talked about a while ago during our big game episode, um, I do love buffalo chicken dips, oh, so that's that my favorite big game recipe. <laughs> so I'm going to need to try yeah. that. I mean, a tailgate season, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, take, check out our previous episodes as well. Back to that March Madness episode we mentioned about. Got some great ideas, too. And coming up, uh, I, I know in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an episode talking about tailgating, too. So we can help your tailgate tailgate with word to the wise. Uh, and I got to point out as well, you know, we're going to talk about um, some fun fair foods here that you um, can make without having to go to the fair. Like, you can do it with Wise Markets. Get the pieces you need and do it for yourself. You're going to find these wisemarkets.com slash recipes. Um, these are ones that you can have your own fair uh, from home uh, and have a lot of fun with it, too. Any recommendations from some of these Wise Markets recipes that you guys like that might be a good suggestion on them? Um, try? Honestly, you're, I, I mean, kind of keep it classic with a caramel apple. Mm -hmm. We have an ultimate caramel apple recipe, too. Um, it's pretty easy to make, and it's what's awesome is that you can customize it to whatever you want to top it with. Because um, normally when you go to a fair, it's, it's your typical plain caramel apple, or you get the caramel apple with nuts on it. You yeah. could add, you know, chocolate, other fun candies to, you know, to make it extra sweet and special. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I love to make our own caramel apples, um, which is nice. If you stop by the Wise Produce Department, you can pick up wraps that go on the apples so you don't have to take the time to melt caramel. They have wraps that go over it to make that easier because that's usually what I get because it's a lot faster. That does so it's like a easier. sheet of caramel blocks that you buy, and then you just wrap the sheet around the apple um, and make it stick. So that's a lot faster than melting caramel and Make getting it messy. <laughs> I never thought so just, that'd be so easy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm I'm looking right now at the uh, recipe page as well. Uh, we we mentioned at the top about my uh, my crock pot that slow cooker cider. Mm-hmm. There's a recipe for that too. Yes. So you can look and you can find that there. It's it. I'll tell you what. It's spot on for the way I I have made it. Little bit uh, difference here. They they fruited up. I think it's a lemon. You're gonna. But you gotta look at the recipe too because mm-hmm. I'm telling you that it, the smell, the taste is soothing. Just that warm. Uh, but the smell that that gives off in your home smells like it all day. You don't have to worry about lighting a candle. Right. That's, uh, it's, it, mm-hmm. And then you get to enjoy it, right? It's always have those those candles. It smells so good you can eat it. Well, there's something <laughs> that smells so good you can drink it, and you literally can drink it. Um, well, I want to mention, since we mentioned the, the Bloomsburg Fair so often, and, and there are so many local fairs and festivals uh, that are going on, especially this time of the year. I know you're going to find yours close to where you live, but for for what we do, the Bloomsburg Fair is, is huge. It's 166 years, I think. Uh, yeah, that's correct. 166. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it started in um in 1855, I believe. Um, but that was um, you know, it it started out with just agriculture mm-hmm. and you know showing off livestock and produce that you know local farmers have grown and taken care of. And also, it was uh the the fair was also a time too where um you could sell agriculture items, you know to. You know, you know, to help make your farm a little better. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, too, is that the first year they had the Bloomsburg Fair, um, about a thousand spectators uh, attended and admission was only 10 cents. (laughs) Every year. I'm glad you mentioned Bloomsburg Fair. There's always this conversation about either they charge too much or what they charge at the gate this year. And I go back to it was only 10 cents. And I can only imagine that first year. Somebody's like, I don't know. That ten cents, it's that's too much. <laughs> I used to remember like it would get there was five cents. This is the first year for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh man, a thousand people. Think mm-hmm. about that. And and for Bloomsburg itself, I mean, it seems like the town shuts down, which it really doesn't. It embraces the fair um, because it brings in a lot more than just a thousand people, like so many of these uh, these fairs do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, going back to the pricing too, I was like, oh my gosh, ten cents. Because I always grew up going uh, to the Bloomsburg Fair with my family, and they normally will do a student day. So if you brought in your student ID, you could get in for free. And I believe they also do that for teachers as well. So really, instead of paying for four separate tickets, we would only have to pay for one because my dad, um, he doesn't work in the education system, which, I mean, he's always just like, well... I'd rather pay for one ticket rather than four, yeah. but and you know it was always just a a fun experience. But it was kind of a shock where it was like, oh, I wish I could be be a student again and just go in for free <laughs> <laughs> to be a kid again. To be a kid to, again. <laughs> I don't want to grow up being an adult like it's you're in a prison. <laughs> uh, all right, so look, we gotta we gotta get to the the big key in all this since you both kind of picked your uh, your side so far. Um, it's fall. It's pumpkin versus apple. Um, all right, who? Which one of you wants to wants to take the pumpkin side of the debate? Which one wants to take the, the apple? Yeah. Well, I will take pumpkin because right. <laughs> I know yeah. Alyssa already stated she loves apples. Cool. All um, right. but yeah, it's it's really interesting what goes through the pumpkin process and how we promote pumpkin throughout mm-hmm. the year. And what was super interesting is that over 1.5 billion pounds of pumpkins are produced each year in the United States. Wow. And Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, uh, California, and the good old state of Pennsylvania are the top five states that produce the most. Yeah. And um, 
I also do want to say uh, to everyone listening, we are actually going to promote some awesome pumpkin deals within October. So I think that's amazing that, you know, Pennsylvania is one of the top five because you'll definitely see some pretty cool uh, fall decorations or something that you want to use to spice up your fall recipes at your local Wise Market soon. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting, too, is that there are 45 different varieties of pumpkins and they come in all shapes and sizes and colors and including funny different names such as uh, hooligan Mm. And orange smoothie. Yeah. And I just recently learned this too because my actually, actually, my one neighbor just started decorating her house for fall. Yellow pumpkins, and they're called lemon drop pumpkins. Huh. And I mean, a lot of younger families will use them because, you know, a lot of kids love the Despicable Me Minion series. So, <laughs> you know, oh they, they, they dress yeah. them up like minions. And I never realized, you know, that they were called lemon drop, yeah. you know, pumpkins, but they're really cool to look at. Have you heard? Have you heard of a cotton candy one? There's a cotton candy pumpkin. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so I think a cotton candy grapes. I've never tasted it again. Cotton candy grapes taste like cotton candy, mm-hmm. but there's like a cotton candy pumpkin. pumpkin. And all I'm thinking to myself is, am I gonna? Is it just look like cotton candy, or is does it, it have the color? Because like <laughs> my kids don't realize that they can have pumpkin taste like cotton candy. I don't know that. The, again, the fair is gonna change for them completely because yes. I want to have cotton candy pumpkin <laughs> now. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, that, that's the amazing thing about, um, you know, what, what goes on in the United States and what we produce. So not only pumpkins, but pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a big pie person, but I love pie facts and, you know, anything, (laughs) anything related like to sweets I'm interested in. I love pie facts. I love pie facts. Um, but the largest pumpkin pie ever baked weighed. 3,699 pounds. And it then this pie was prepared at the New New Bremen. I'm I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Pumpkin Fest in Ohio. Okay. The diameter of the pie was six meters, which is around 20 feet. Okay. And the bakers had to use 440 sheets of dough just Ooh. for the pie alone. Wow. That's a big pumpkin pie. I mean, heavy a lot too. And you better eat that thing when all said and done. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm hoping that none of that went to waste when they made it that year. Well, I should have at least invited you, right? Because you'd, you'd have done your part. Yes. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, you got the apple side. Now, this is, uh, I've trust me, I love our pumpkin, and especially how so many of these pumpkins come from PA. But I'm an apple cider guy, so so give me a, what, what, what's apple got this fall yes. season or they make it about their season? Well, I mentioned you walk into the store and see a gallon of apple juice or apple cider sitting on the shelf and you wonder how is that made? So some fun facts, it takes about 36 pieces of fruit to make one gallon of apple cider. That's a lot of apples. That I mean, is. I guess to it grind makes them sense. down yeah. and small yeah. and juice them. Okay. Yep. And um, some people do and some people don't know that apple cider and apple juice are different. So the official description of apple cider Um, which we got this from the Massachusetts Department of Agriculture, says that cider is raw apple juice that has not undergone a filtration filtration process to remove coarse particles of pulp or sediment, whereas apple juice is filtered and pasteurized for a longer shelf life. I guess that makes sense, too, because you look at the colors. Apple cider, I say it's it's a murky color. It's Mm -hmm. like this this brownish Mm -hmm. little red tint, like literally you tossed in the apple, right? And apple juice is usually, you know, you can definitely see through it. 
but it's got a very apple, like orange yellowish color too. So you can definitely see there's a filtration difference. I can make that up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the apple cider normally is sold cold in a store. So you only have a week or so to drink it. Whereas apple juice, you can drink that for forever. <laughs> you can't, but you can't, but you know, it's sold shelf life and it lasts a lot longer than yeah. apple cider does. Okay. That, make, that makes a ton of sense. And you know, there are so many apples mm-hmm. in the world in general. We were talking about cotton candy pumpkins right but, i mean apples pumpkins have nothing on apples with how many varieties there are exactly i do love walking into the grocery store and just seeing like the rainbow of colors of all the apples the galas the red delicious granny mm. smith fiji uh, macintosh so on um, and then other fun facts about apples um, apples are actually grown in all 50 states but they're only grown commercially in 36 states huh. yep and then the six states that produce the most apples are washington New York, Michigan, Pennsylvania, California, and Virginia. So you're thinking about both pumpkins and apples, and we go back mm-hmm. to Wise Markets and how much they support the local agriculture in the communities where they live. I mean, pumpkins and apples, big products that come out of Pennsylvania, yes, right, and even these surrounding areas, and Wise Markets is tapping these farmers and saying, hey, this is where we're going to get it from, too. So these farmers are relying on Wise Markets to sell apples, to sell mm-hmm. pumpkins, too, because it supports them. I love how it 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 supports the entire ecosystem, not just, hey, we got great apples and great pumpkins in the store. Right, that's correct. Um, and you can visit our website. I believe we talked about it before and see all the farms that we partner with. Um, there are local apple farms that are within 30 minutes from our store support center where we work um, in Sunbury, Pennsylvania and throughout our footprint and in the other states we operate. Yeah, go back and listen to our episode on Words of the Wise in our archives, talking about how Wise Markets really does focus in on helping local farmers in their communities, whether it was dairy, which we talked a lot about mm-hmm. before, especially with Wise Ice Cream, um, and, and down to obviously these fruits and vegetables. It's healthy, it's fresh, and it's local. Right. Uh, what a perfect pairing for all these things. Well, I, I'm so excited. We're entering into my favorite time of the year, fall. And I can just I can smell that at that that slow cooker cider right now. Oh, I can't wait, and I I also can't wait to find something fun to deep fry. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something creative I could deep fry that I've never deep that's never been deep fried. But like I wonder if I could do a, like a deep fried nerd's rope. There you Ooh. go. <laughs> that just that just brought me back to like I know how that turned. Out. <laughs> I'm sure you'll see the aftermath. Um, ladies, thanks so much for talk, coming in talking all things fall today uh, with Words of the Wise, our favorite season. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. And please, thank you so much for listening to Words of the Wise. Make sure you click subscribe and follow. That way you get the latest episodes of our Words of the Wise, po- Wise podcast. Go back and check out our previous episodes, too, whether we're talking about ice cream, we're talking about how um, hunger never takes a holiday. You can hear about uh, how Wise Market supports local food banks and even some of Wise Market's history as well. It's all on the Words of the Wise so for our next episode. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.